Jeff Davidson's here today to talk about managing and maintaining your to-do list. Why is this important today? Jeff Davidson, the work-life balance expert. Managing and maintaining a to-do list. So important in these times where each of us have so much competing for our time and attention. To-do lists have been with us since the earliest days of humankind, if you think about it. They probably scratched items on the cave walls. I mean, I wasn't there, but uh, that probably is what happened. I'm going to lay out for you a variety of things you can do to manage and maintain a to-do list, some of which you're going to know but don't practice, and some of which will be new. To jump right in, first off is think ahead. What really needs to be on your to-do list? And I'm talking about your daily list. What needs to be on there? There are different kinds of tasks. Some are recurring that make it every day. <clears throat> Some are one time. Some represent the short-term portion of a longer-term task. What you want to do is align these with the energy level that you anticipate. <clears throat> Generally speaking, you want to have four to six items on your daily to-do list. More is okay, but chances are you may not get to them all. Too few, and you'll be adding others, but that's not such a bad thing. The number one way to approach your list, though, is to tackle the most difficult task first. Let me jump in and say what shouldn't be on your to-do list. We, I, sometimes I'll put things on that are pretty common just to mark them off to feel productive, but that that critical to-do list, what needs to be on there? I know you're gonna cover that. Well, it's fine to make a temporary to-do list off to the side of the small things you did take care of. There are psychological strokes that you give yourself for handling small things, but then immediately chuck that list if you can. What needs to be on there are the items that you know must be done. Somebody's waiting for it, mm -hmm. your revenue depends on it, your career depends on it, others are counting on you, and the task that you've been putting off, the one that you've been procrastinating over, often equals the one that you need to tackle first. I'm not saying it's a one-to-one -one lock, but often that's the mm -hmm. one. Why do you tackle the most difficult task first, and why is that listed first on your to-do list? Because all the studies show that your peak energy, mental energy, comes at 8 a.m., mm. then again at 2, uh, 2 p.m. But 8 a.m. is when you want to uh, match your mental energy with your ability to get things done. So think ahead, what needs to be on the list? Next is to stick with your plan. Now, things will come in sometimes via email, via mail, via a phone call that will change the order of what you're going to tackle. But generally speaking, stick with your original list if you can. Cross off items as soon as you have finished them. That gives you a bit of energy to go to what's next because crossing off an item feels a psychological stroke. I did it, I got one done. Even if it's a minor item, that's okay. 
And then you get to what's next, and eventually you can cross off that one too. It's a way of acknowledging your completions. Whenever you acknowledge to yourself through a cross off or through a mental affirmation that I finished this, you set up more energy, more focus, and more direction for what's next. Periodically reevaluate your list, maybe by midday, maybe before lunch, right after lunch, mid afternoon. Things do change in this rapid world. New tasks come in. Maybe something got taken care of that you thought you'd have to tackle. That's fortunate, doesn't happen all the time. So reevaluate now and then. Take a closer look at the resources you bring to bear when it comes to tackling the items on your list. Are you using your staff? If you have a staff, are you using them to optimal capability? A lot of times we hire people and they're given certain assignments and months later we forget they also know how to do XYZ. Sometimes you've got to go back and read the resumes and applications of the people you hired <laughs> to remind yourself you've got these capabilities right here in your own office. So make refinements to your list as necessary and tidy up your list. If sometimes it gets sloppy or sometimes you've got arrows drawn over, all over the place, maybe it's time to just take out another sheet of paper or another post-it pad and, you know, rewrite it. It's only going to take a minute. When to add items and when to combine items. Every now and then you'll notice that some items are very close in nature, but they might be far apart on your list. Put them closer together because if I finish this, it's going to give me great impetus to tackle that. That makes great sense. You want to do that. You also want to rev up your productivity on the path to completing items on your list. Stand, stretch, get water. You know the drill. Every 20 minutes, get up from your desk, even if it's only for 10 seconds. Walk around the office, walk down the hall, walk around the block, what have you. Obviously, you want to make sure that interruptions are kept to a minimum. When you're humming along and you're mowing down tasks on that list, the last thing you want is something from outer space, from left field, from whomever, to interrupt your productivity. These days, we live in an interruption-based society. And so we need to close the door, to turn off the ringer, to take the steps to give ourselves the quiet and the focus that we need to get things done. All right, couple tips for the typical career professional. At the end of the day, prepare your next day's list. Why? You'll have greater objectivity and it can give you a running start. Come back to your desk the next day, you just have that list already made. Now, between the time that you filled it out and you come back, things might have changed. You might need to add something. You might need to cross off. You might need to combine. That's okay. Refrain from adding items if you can, but if you have to, on they go. Continue to cross off. Mistakes to avoid. Being afraid to rethink a particular task. 
maybe just the way you've listed the task is preventing you from making great headway. Maybe the way that you have assembled your resources, maybe the way that you've allotted your time. Suppose it's 11.36 and you have a task that you think is going to go more than a half hour. You might not be at your best if you begin that task at 11.36 and you plan to meet somebody for lunch at 12. Maybe it's better to move that one to the afternoon. Sometimes the time frame that we have or we have in mind dictates when it is best to tackle a particular task. I mentioned tackling the most important task on your to-do list first in the morning. It's not just because you're at peak mental energy. It's also because that's the time when you have potentially the longest time span. I don't know about you, but if I feel like I'm going to start an important task, but somehow I'm going to be interrupted before I finish, a lot of times I can't get started. It's hard. I need to have that open-ended period whereby I can go as long as I need to to get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. Mistakes. Ignoring your energy level. Sometimes it's important just to switch to a lesser task so that you kind of regroup in your mind and then turn to something more important. People that try to do hard task, hard task, hard task, burnout. People that will mix it up, hard, easy, hard, easy, they can go longer. They can go longer through the day and longer through the week. Sometimes you refuse to shift gears. Um, one of your tasks might be involved getting up from your desk and physically arranging something, but you, you're a little sluggish, you're too tired, you'd rather just sit there. <laughs> no, get up and do the physical task, even if you're tired. Because when you come back, you'll be better at something else you can do at your desk. Alright, these days there are apps that can help you with your to-do list. I don't use them but some people are app-oriented. I'm just going to mention them by name for the benefit of listeners. Trello, like it sounds, AnyDo, A-N-Y, capital D-O. Smarter Time, two words both beginning with a capital letter. Habit List, mm-hmm. and Todoist. I better spell that one, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. So once again, Trello, AnyDo, Smarter Time, Habit List, and Todoist. All right, a couple of questions that people frequently ask, which I will now answer, and then we will wind it up. Why do short-term urgent tasks tend to prevail? Because they scream at us loudly. Exactly. <laughs> Not that they're necessarily important, but there is value if you can knock a couple of them out, get them off the list, get them off your desk, get them out of your mind, get them out of the way. There is some value sometimes in getting those out of the way. How can longer term, more vital tasks be added to a daily to-do list? Grab the portion that you can do today. That's how you can whittle down a long-term task by chunking it down 
grabbing the amount that you can do. What if I can't get started on something? Try a three-minute approach. I hate it. I don't want to get started on it. But I'm going to just devote three minutes to it. And at the end of three minutes, I'm free to turn to something else. Time it. And you know what happens at the end of three minutes? You usually have enough impetus to continue on. Yep. That's right. How can I minimize interruptions when I'm on a roll? Obvious, close the door, turn off the ringer, barricade yourself, whatever it takes. Hang a sign in conference on a mission. I knew a lady who used to fly from coast to coast as part of her job, and she liked to work on the plane and not talk with the people in the seats next to her. She put on a hat, a baseball hat, that on the top of the hat, instead of the name of a team or something, it said, on deadline. <laughs> and nobody talked to her. <laughs> what role do sublists play? I mentioned that when you have some small things that you can put on another list that you can knock out and cross off and then throw away that, that's your sublist. That's okay on occasion. You don't want to have sublist after sublist after sublist. Now you now you've essentially watered down the whole session that we've been discussing in terms of focusing and maintaining your to-do list. But a sublist temporarily helps. It's helpful. What happens if I complete my entire list for the day? Yeah, right. That'll happen. No, if it does, begin on the next day's list or reward yourself, leave early, or tackle something you never thought you would get to that day, or do something that um, temporarily takes you away from the office or your desk or your, your screen, and then come back and with new thoughts proceed. Do you closely follow your own advice? Absolutely. Everything that I've discussed here, I put into practice almost on a daily basis, but certainly on a weekly basis, every single thing I've discussed here, I put into practice. What parting advice can you offer? Every day for the rest of our careers and our lives, there will be much to do. And the to-do list, which has been around probably since ancient times, is still the most effective vehicle I can think of for logically tackling that which confronts us. Master and maintain your to-do list. It's worth it. This stuff works. Thanks, Jeff Davidson.